We're talking about grudges. Um, grudges. When you hold a grudge, it hurts you more than the person you're holding the grudge against. The grudge hurts you more than the person you're holding the grudge against. It really stagnates, appalls your growth your ability to move forward in other relationships because of their grudge. A grudge will prevent you from becoming all that you could be if you allow it to absorb you in that matter. I keep telling you, when stuff comes to you, it's all about perspective. It's all about perspective. You know, even with this grudge that I've had, I've had some grudges. But the grudge is underneath. The grudge was this word right here. Underneath the grudge, if I put grudge up here, underneath it is going to be pain. Pain, brother said, torment. <laughs> That's really what it's about. I just want to talk right now. Underneath the grudge is pain. Because when something happens and you get a grudge about it, it's really based on pain. And so if I don't learn how to manage that pain or work through that pain, I hold it. And I hold it because the pain serves as protection. Listen to what I just said just now. The pain serves as protection. Think about it. I'm mad at you, so I'm going to hold this against you because if, it, if I let that pain go, now I'm open again to you hurting me. So I have to protect me so I keep a grudge. I keep a grudge because if I keep the grudge that protect me from caring about you. That keep me from opening myself up to you again. So let me ask a question. What grudges we still keep? And we, we don't even want to recognize sometimes. A grudge. That's all I want you to tell me. What grudge you keep? A grudge you keep? Uh, my mother and my little brother. Your mother and your little brother. Why are you what what is the grudge you keeping against them? My little brother, we've been split up since 12 years, and I've only talked to him twice before. I've seen him in person, talked to him on the phone, 18 birthday. My mama, uh, the last time she, uh, she chose to have me around while she grew up. Wow. She she chose to have you win? Like, the lifestyle that she, she pretty much chose a lifestyle. Oh, over you. A different lifestyle over you. Yes, and one of you here, like, had the lifestyle 
she wanted to have, and I, I'm holding grudges against her every day. And when I grow my eyes, I just want to cry, call her. Wow. I got two grudges. Wow. Grudges about a lifestyle she chose over you. Give me another grudge. Somebody give him a grudge that they hold. Myself. I'm holding a grudge against my mother. You know, back in the days, um, there was four of us coming up, up in the project Chicago. Everybody had different daddies, you know, me. Always was told that I was a one-night stand. Wow. By everybody in my family. My mama, everybody knew about their dad for me. She didn't want to say nothing about him, how it looked, this and that. You know what I mean? I'm talking about throughout gonna be 50, so throughout all my life I've been looking for him. I don't even know his name. I know his name, his first name Robert, that's it. Wow, you know what I mean? It's just Ooh. like something you can't. And I, every time I try to go and holler and tell me something about him, you know what I mean? Let me at least give, give me the chance, you know? Nothing. Wow, excited, <laughs> but yeah, it's a grudge. That's a grudge. Oh, grudge is a grudge. Talk up so I can hear. I hold grudges against four things. I hold grudges against my mama for not being there my life. I hold grudges against my family for abandoning me, giving me up. I hold grudges against my cousin for we were close. And I take loyalty to the heart. I expect me from you, but that's one of the things I feel that. I hold grudges against one of my exes, like, shit, I love her. I really did. I ain't want nothing in the world I want to do for Trade. Wow. Trade. Mother. Grudge. You hold a grudge again. For me? Yeah. I don't know, man. I used to hold a grudge against my, um, against my nephew. Cause he told my ex-wife about my other girl and he ran out with my money, but I just, I mean, I just, I mean, for, for real, for about 10 years, I didn't speak to him. Wow. I left my sister's on. I just let it go, man. Wow. I mean, then I, I had a grudge against some guys. I used to have, I used to have, I used to have hanging around me. They were like two of my buff partners, and they turned to stay up and wrote statements and stuff to me because they were like, they were scared. They were scared that they were willing to do the do the you know do the crime and get the money, but when we got caught, they weren't willing to do the time. Wow. They were scared to leave them little girls, them little young girls they had on the street. So they turned stay and that's on me. Wow. I mean, I I don't know, man. I mean, I held grudges against them for, but I tried to look at it from their side, but they oh uh, they don't want to leave them girls, but I still don't understand because they, you know, I mean, if you're willing to do this. You be willing to do what come with it. Exactly. It is what it is. I just had to move on. I couldn't just stand there and hold a grudge. Because like, wow. like I said a while ago, I mean, it would hurt me more than it would hurt them before going on what they like. Grudge. Who else got a grudge? Who come to you? What's the grudge? You got to talk up so I can be sure. Grudge against your dad because he tried to play you like you was crazy. He couldn't deal with your ego. But guess what you probably got some of that from? Yeah. Him. <laughs> wow. What's the grudge? Talk up so I can hear you. Myself. Yourself. Why are you holding the grudge against yourself? Bad decisions that I made. Bad decisions.
associated with this can stagnation. King. And it can really send you down a road of making bad mistakes. Bad decisions. It can. Because then you start viewing everybody based on that grudge. Because when you hold grudges, it prevents one of the biggest areas in men we struggle with, trust. Yeah, man, I mean, but like I say, I shoot, to this day, right now, I don't really trust people. See that? But if I trust you, I trust you. But it's hard to get my trust nowadays. It's hard to get it. You see that? Trust because of something that has happened. Something that has happened that you didn't let go that hurt you, and now you don't trust nobody. You don't trust nobody. I watch everybody now. You watch them, and it's based on, I don't trust them. And then if you go deep and start talking about it, when in your trust, when was your trust violated? But the trust is a defense mechanism. Defense, didn't I just say though, that once grudges happen, you use that, that that grudge or that pain as protection. So that protection also deals with trust. Because if I'm protecting myself, if I'm protecting myself, it allows me to not trust. See how that trust is? Because if I let my guard down, if I let go of the grudges that I have, then I leave myself wide open to be hurt again. So I can't do that because I gotta protect myself. But if I protect myself, at the same time of protecting, what I do in the, this other word with protect, the next word would be I prevent. I prevent myself from the opportunity to grow, to connect with other people. 
Does that make sense? See, you protect it, but at the same time, you prevent yourself from growing or opening yourself up to something new based on the fact that I'm holding the grudge, which I don't want to be deal with the pain, which in terms I'm protecting myself from trusting, which I'm preventing myself from growing. I know you might not see it like that, but think about it. I'm going to come to you. I've seen another hand on this side. I'm going to come back over there. I'm going to get you. Yes. Like growing up, growing up where I grew up at, you know, it's like I can dig, I can dig where you're coming from because it's like, like the earliest grudge I can remember was um, against a guy that lived on the block. And uh, threw a, he threw a brick and it hit my little sister on the foot. And uh, my sister was crying and, you know, we like seven, eight years old. My mom said, don't you never let nobody, you know what I mean? You know, and this shit was painful to me. You know what I mean? You can't protect your sister. You ain't shit. You ain't, you know, bing, bing, bing. That was painful to me, you know. And my self-esteem was fucked up after that. I go to the penitentiary. It's about 10 years later, 15 years later, and I see his ass. You know. <laughs> and it's like, I'm in the line for early parole. But fuck early parole, I see him. You know what I mean? And I gotta get him. You know what I mean? And, and like, I'm damn near 30 years old. This shit happened when I was seven. I got to get you, blood. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just, like, like you say, you from the shot. You know what I'm talking about. I got to have you. You know what I'm saying? Now, you I seven. Now, that's seven. You, know. you 30. Yeah, I got to get that ass. You know what 23 what I mean? years. And what happened? Uh, huh? What happened? I had to sit back for three more years. Because you got into him? Yeah. <laughs> See that? But if you could look back at that, was it worth it? When they was, you know, when they, you know, when they um called us in, they was like, "Well, he been here a long time, and it's down, you know, y'all been here." And they was like, "Man, you crazy, bro. You know what I'm saying?" Why did did, did it make sense for you to do that? If you can look back at that now, did it make sense? For it you didn't. To add now it didn't. Now add three more years. Now it didn't. Now, now it didn't. But, but in my world, then it made perfect sense. It made perfect sense made because you operate off of your emotions and the pain. So you don't think about that when it's going down. You're gonna add. This has been 23 years. You were seven years old. You was getting ready to leave, getting ready to go up for parole. And you get in a fight with a guy that hit your sister 23 years ago. See, that's called rationalizing the pain or rationalizing an irrational decision. 
Oh, we're going to find a way to rationalize it. I got to get it. I had to get it. Get my sister 23 years ago on her foot. Uh-uh. And then when your mom went at you like that, then now, oh, I ain't a big brother. My esteem as a brother is, I ain't good enough. So I'm walking around with this, I ain't good enough mindset. So every time I don't accomplish something, I don't do something, I still feel like I ain't good enough. See that? Grudges. Yeah. I've had some of them grudges. And I had to come to the realization that if I hold this, it ain't helping me. It's hurt me. Because that person is gone. Some of you guys may even have to go to your own makeshift graveyard about folks that have done you wrong and they're gone. And you got to learn how to let it go, man. I done been to the grave to where my father is. I'm not lying. And I stood over his grave. His chair's in the bathroom, brother. Yeah. I stood over the grave and said, Dad, I forgive you. With tears. Because I grew up at times, I didn't think I was loved by him. He didn't take me to a baseball game. He took my brother to a baseball game. There's been times where when I couldn't do manly stuff, you know, like fix on things and do stuff like that, you know, good with my hands and hard work, because I, I don't do hard labor. But there was times when I couldn't do certain things that, you know, we say men should be able to do. Find myself crying, man, get mad. Because I'm like, he ain't teaching me how to do this. Yeah, holding the brothers. Yeah. I had a grudge against my mom at one point. When I was younger, my mom and I would go at it. And she put me out. And I felt embarrassed at times. Me and her would get into arguments. I remember one situation where my mom and I got into it. And we was in the front yard. And I tried to run from her. And my youngest brother came behind me and grab me and hold me. And my mom beat me out in the front yard. Love my mom, she's gone, but I'm just telling you how I held grudges at one point. I was always wondering, am I good enough? Before she passed me and her got real close, years, years had passed. But I'm just telling you how the grudges had a lot to do with not only her, but the relationships I was yeah, man. Grudges. Grudges. Because I felt mm, I wasn't good enough. So maybe that has a lot to do with me always trying to be better. Not settling just for anything. Yeah. Grudges. They do affect who you are, who you become, who you deal with. 
See, but if you don't deal with them, they're going to deal with you. They'll deal with you, man. I know family members, friends, still not even talking to their parents today. I ain't talking to you. I ain't talking to my sister. I ain't talking to my brother. I ain't talking to my cousin. I'm mad at them. I'm holding stuff against them. You ever seen people when they hold stuff against folks in the funeral come? They're trying to pull people out the castle. Yeah. <laughs> Push them on in there instead of trying to pull them out. You know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mama go. But see, you know what happened? The grudges turned to guilt. Yeah. Uh-huh. I should have said more. I should have did more. I, 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 then you know when you get that, that, that uh, liquid courage, as y'all call it, that alcohol in, then you start crying. I should have did, ain't no should have did, could have did, they were here. You had your hand up, you had your hand up. Uh, you said trust. I used to be able to tell my mama stuff. She would go back around and tell family. Mm. And to this day, I can't tell her because she goes back and tell family. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing about that is, Sometimes you can't remember this, this statement that I'm going to give you. Repeat it after me. You can't you can. change, change how people act. How you, people act. you can only change, you can only change how, you react. how you react. And how you react, how you react. may change, may change. How, people how people act. Let me give you another piece of that. You can't control how people act. You can only control how you react. And how you react may change how people act. I like that. You have to get to that point, man, that you let grudges go. See, because I heard this before. When this woman told me this, she said, and I learned this from her. Broke up, but she told me this. She said, I don't know where she got it from, but it helped me. She said, success is the sweetest revenge. Yeah, I heard that too. Success is the sweetest revenge. And what that means, I can't get back at you by holding a grudge against you. But what happens as I succeed, that's my revenge. Because my succeeding really is not so much revenge, it's recovery also. Success is the sweetest revenge. Because people never thought you would amount to anything. So I've even, man, through heartbreaks, through breakups, through the situation that I shared with y'all about that particular job. I went back. Check this out. It actually happened. I came here. My experience with that organization, I had about eight and a half years. No, close to nine years. And I said, one day I was going to do my own ace. And I said, one day I'm going to write a book. 
I wrote a book. Check it out. You can look it up. It's called Developing Successful Programs Before School, After School, Summer. Now, I work in, youth, in a youth organization. I bring it in, let y'all check it out. Wrote the book, went back to that same organization, sold the book. Close to 50 copies. Same brother, got a position, was there and was introducing the book. Executive director was there, of course. Not only to that organization I sold it to, to several other organizations I, show, I sold it to. If I had not went through that, book probably never came about. What's the name of the book again? Successful, Developing Successful Programs Before School, After School, and Summer. It's a resource guide for developing after school summer programs, before school programs. Also has stuff in there about budget, all of that stuff. Sold the book, still have the book. Done so done did conferences on all of that. But if I not if I had not been through that, and if I would have held a grudge, I wouldn't have been able to do it. I had to let that grudge go. But the success was the revenge. Because now it didn't matter about me not getting the position. Because guess what? What's for you is for you. That was part of developing me. Hmm. See, you'll hold the grudge, but you won't look at the whole piece of what's really going on. Could it be what your mom did? Could it be what your daddy did? Could it be the people who did what they did? It felt wrong. It can be considered wrong. But what did you do with that information? Did you let it destroy you, or did you let it develop you? Hmm. Ah, everybody said, hmm. <laughs> said destroy, destroy or develop. Or develop. Did it destroy you? Everything that I've been through, good, bad, indifferent, I look at it from a place of developing. If I look at it as destroying me, I can't keep moving. You can't. Because if you let, if you absorb it from a negative that is destroyed you, guess what happens? You don't operate from a place of growth. You start operating from a place of faith. You tell me now, am I right or wrong? You tell me. Does it develop you or destroy you? Destroy you. Because if it destroys you, then you don't be a trust no more. You use that as a badge of protecting you so you don't get your feelings hurt. Some of y'all have been in a relationship. You won't even get in a new relationship because you still operate from the old relationship. She hurt me. She did me wrong. She took all my money. She didn't let me see my kids. Your kids grown now. She still don't let me. They grown. My siblings did me wrong. I don't even talk to them today. That's what some of y'all saying. 
When the last time you talked to you, your siblings, your brothers and sisters? It's been a while. But 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 uh, that don't really apply to us because we're close. We just live in different parts of the country. Live in different parts of the country. <laughs> excuse. <laughs> yeah, it's not an excuse, um, young man. But I got a sister that lived in Cleveland, Ohio. I got a sister that lived here in Atlanta. You got a phone number? My brother, my brother. Yeah, but we don't we don't talk that regular. How regularly y'all talk? But what grudges do you hold, though? Not so much to them. What grudges do you still hold that you still sometimes have to struggle with? I'll talk to you privately about that. (laughs) Y'all brothers, let me tell you something. We're going to talk about it. I'll go ahead and say something about it. I got a grudge against my stepmom and my dad. I had a I had an evil stepmother. That just said evil. She really was. She, you know, you don't don't really understand she hated me and did everything she can to make sure I knew that. Wow. But I wasn't one of them abused child. I wasn't going to go through the abuse too long, so I ended up beating her up in the kitchen. Beat your stepmother up. And then I went home and everything I owned was on the back porch. I was only about 12, 13 years old. Wow. And, uh, I had a grudge against my grandmother. I, well, a lot of my family, because I was wondering why they was letting it happen. That's what the right. my dad. Right. But my grandma said because we were afraid that we would make it worse. So wow. that I, that released me from her. Just right. that one statement. Wow. I understood that. But as far as my dad was concerned, you know, I, I, you know, and I hate to say it this way, deep inside, I call this. I was going to slap the shit out of my dad. I got you. But um, all at the same time, I love the man to death. You know, but, but yeah. I still, you know, over the years, have been to different therapies, uh, read many books, did a lot of talking about it, but somehow I still haven't been able to let her go. And she's dead, even on her deathbed. See that? When she went, and she, I was living here in Atlanta, and she died, I was in the 80s. And she had cancer, and I went down to Savannah to go to her funeral and everything. And I went to the hospital on her deathbed. She didn't want me in there, so I didn't go to the funeral. Wow. And uh, but I hadn't been really 100%. I'm like 50/50. Yeah. It, it, it's like I'm still holding on, and I, you know, that was an evil woman. Yeah. And the other, and the other part, the other part of me was the other part of me is, you know, just let it go. She's gone. Just let no. it go. So, so, so that's what it, that's what really kind of why I was just sitting here absorbing. I wasn't saying nothing, you know, because I'm still trying to let her go. That affected me in a lot of ways because she did everything from just I couldn't walk past her. She hit me. I couldn't take a bath in peace. She come and rape me, you know. And you know, and then I have this thing in me, and you know, I was schooling my father's wife, you know, you know that that type of thing. So. Not because I wanted to, but because she was, I couldn't even take a bath in peace. You know, she was coming in now, you know, in the bathroom, in the bathtub. Uh, I'm like, you know. Powerful, man. Yeah, but, but, uh, then I turned into this introverted kid. There was, she was an elementary school teacher. 
my dad was a, a college um, instructor. And then, you know, every, but all at the same time, she was good to me. My two brothers, you know, they can't watch TV. I can go and watch TV, you know, because they are the punish. You know, all that kind of story, I was, I, was, I was mixed. You know, she was good a lot of times, and then she was, then she had, she was not putting her business in the street, but you know, she was schooling at least five different, the milkman, the milkman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm looking at my dad. That's one of the reasons towards my dad come from. He was stupid, you know. Wow. You know, so I'm still working through that even at nearly 60 years old. Proud of you, man. That, that there. That's, a lot. that's why I was, that's that's why that's I was just, just chill. That's a lot, man. See, when we have these dialogues, it's about you getting free, man. Yeah, it's about it you not, getting free. And believe it or not, it seems like right now, it's like I'm a little more woke and sitting a little straighter. Because I was, I don't want to notice. I see it. Let me tell you something. I zoned in on I done got something in. I done got you can release. You can free. Repeat this after me. I need to free myself from my past. I need to free myself from my past and embrace my future. I got to deal with these grudges. Yeah, man. Man, you know how many times in this conversation today, man. My heart goes out to you guys. Because some of y'all keeping it close, but I'm telling you, sitting down, talking about this stuff, even in a private setting or open setting, begins to free you up. The brother just said, I've been sitting in here and I was slumped down early. But when I started talking and when I started realizing how this thing is affecting me, I'm trying to free myself up. At 60 some years old. And the woman is gone. She's gone, but yet from the grave, it still affects his life. I'm telling you, man, these grudges would take you out if you don't really start going deep and having some self-evaluation. We all deal with some stuff, man. I told my siblings and I said this even to them as we were getting ready to my mom was transitioning and we was having some discussions about this and about that and I said this on the phone to them. I said let me tell y'all something it's eight of us and I said I don't care if we agree or disagree with something I said, but in the end, when she transitioned, all we have is each other. And if we don't continue to work toward being with each other, working through stuff, we're going to go our separate way. You sound like my sisters. We ain't going to be close. And what kept us close was her. Straight up. And today, we deal with some of that stuff. Me, 
I'm the kid. It's eight of us. Now I'm number six. I call them. They, you know, some of some of us struggle with talking. Not me. I got a brother who said, "Yeah, my sister, I don't want to come to my, you know, all kind of stuff." Joke, if you dead, you don't know who has your family. Yeah, you got no control. <laughs> but we hold this grudges, crazy grudges. But guess what? Mama gone. And whether it's a brother or sister, you can try to distance yourself from your family, that's still your family. You got to get rid of those brothers. I'm telling you, I know the impact it has. Not only on you, on your other relationships. It will. You can't love your mama, you're going to have problems loving another woman if you don't fix that relationship. Yeah, it is. I guess I always get yeah. hoes. Well, you, no. you ain't getting no. You picking. You picking them. You picking them. You picking them. And that's because, again, those two relationships are so significant. The male relationship with his mom, the woman relationship with her father. You either gonna pick a woman similar to your mama or different from your mom. May have some good qualities, love your mom, some bad qualities. Same thing with women and their dad. It, it happens, man. You gotta deal with them brothers. So, so I need to go for a woman that got a father in her life. You gotta check out what kind of father she has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Hey, yeah, all of that plays a role, man. But you need to really check out you. That's what you need to check out. You need to do an examination on yourself. We'll talk about this next time. World's waiting on you. World's waiting on you. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? World's waiting on you. World's waiting on you. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? The world is waiting on you. World's waiting on you. What you gonna do? What you gonna do?